Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 63 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. And good morning, Jacob. Hi, how are you doing today? Uh, look at my face. How do I look? You look exhausted right now. <laughs> Thanks. That's, that is what that is. That's honestly what every girl dreams of hearing. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie to you here on the show. It's too so, early for lies, Michelle. Um, But I might look tired, but I'm feeling really good because I saw um, a headline yesterday. It oh. made me really happy. Which headline is that? It was, it's Keanu Reeves' world and we're just living in it. I, well, yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, that's that's been a known fact for a while now. That's the truest thing I ever did see. Um, but yeah, so I was thinking maybe we could talk about that headline and talk about Mr. Cool Breeze over the mountains. <laughs> well, that's since that is what his name means in Hawaiian. Does it really? Yes. Cool breeze. That's it's cool breeze over the mountains. See, that's guy, Keanu. Guy keeps getting cooler every single time you find out a little fact about him. <gasps> Oh, Keanu, Keanu, is he in the room with us? I mean, he must be. I heard it. Well, there, was, there was some doings that happened, I don't know what's going on. Um, So there is some interesting things coming out about him. I mean, lately, I feel like in the, the immediate future, we are about to be graced with an abundance of prime Keanu content. Oh, my goodness. Have right? You, oh, did you see the, uh, the John Wick 3 trailer? I mean, John Wick 3 trailer, Parabellum. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm not sure what Parabellum means, but I, I know I'm very excited to find out. Who cares? And then um, he's in the new, he's a Toy Story 4 character. I have already gotten my uh, my tissues ready for going to see I that just, movie. I'm gonna, I mean, I will see it, but it seems unnecessary. This seems like an unnecessary movie. Did you see the plot of it? It sounds very like head spacey. It's basically like anything can become a toy, but it's self aware that he's not a real toy. Yeah, I mean, I think they could have ended it with the perfect trilogy, but that's just me. But, you know, Keanu's in it. I accept it. And then. Duke Kaboom. That's a great name. Yeah, it's, it, it is actually. And then there was a very special message about Bill and Ted. Three. Say what? I mean, what? Can you believe it? They're going to come out with another one. And all of this is happening like. A week before the, or like maybe this this week that we're in now, the Matrix's 20th anniversary. Boy, that depresses me. This is a few months before Speed turns 25, Jacob. We are truly living in a, how do they always say everything? A Keanu sense? Yeah. Keanu sense, I like that. That is <laughs> never not going to be great I'm right there. Have so many of those, it's going to be terrible. Okay, so let let us dedicate this episode to um, everyone's favorite non-aging sad man, Keanu Reeves. Can't believe he's in his fifties. That is incredible to me. The guy looks exactly the same as he did when he made the first Bill and Ted movie. He's super babe. He's super babe, no doubt about it. So we'll say that his memorable early career run was definitely kick-started by his performance as the time-traveling slacker Ted in 1989, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I, I like <laughs> how that is considered acting because I don't know how much necessarily acting went into that role for him because it just seems like his personality ever since then has just been a version of Bill. Um, Minus the, you know. He's Ted. First of all, oh geez, you well. just you absolutely disgusted me. But I'm going to prove you wrong, and you're about to hear some excellent acting abilities. Ooh. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? I'm the Earl of Preston. 
And I am the Duke of Ted. Put them in the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden? Excellent! Execute them. Bogus. I feel like such a nerd that I actually like still quote and use those voices on occasion. Uh, so for those of you who don't know and want to see a very serious film, it is about Bill, who's played by Alex Winter, um, who has not aged quite as well as Keanu it has. It looks like he was stung by a bunch of bees is That's, what it looks like. And, and then Jacob, sat in the sun while he was doing so. You are so hurtful. He, that is crazy me. It's He looks terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, it's anyway, not my fault. So it's about Bill and Ted and their high school buddies starting a band and they are about to fail their history class which is a super bummer because Ted would be sent to military school so they receive help from Rufus played we, by George Carlin it's just before we get into the time like look at that setup before we even get to the time it's a trail. great setup. it's a great it's a great setup beginning so Carlin is a, a traveler from the future um, where their band is the foundation for a perfect society. Wild stallions. So with the use of Rufus's time machine, Bill and Ted travel to various points in history, um, returning with important figures to help them complete their final history presentation. Yeah, that's just a great, r- ridiculous Someone really, someone thought that through. It's it's a great storyline right there. Did you it's, mention that they have to go through time in a phone booth? That's a very important little fact. I mean, doy. Um... So, yeah, that really put him on the map, and I'm sure he's so appreciative to have been cast in something, but I read something at one point, like many, many years later, that his greatest fear was that his tombstone was going to say, here lies Ted. Oh, well. And that he was never going to get through that. Well, he's luckily gotten past that. He's gonna. It's going to say, here lies the one, probably, if anything. Well, perhaps. I mean, we'll kind of keep talking about that. I actually see. hope that they put, like, whoa. <laughs> that would actually song. be great. Do you know any? So that was my introduction to Keanu Reeves. Is there anything before that that you know of? Actually, there is. Uh, there was this movie the night before that came out the year uh, before. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was trying not to double up the befores, but uh, it actually stars him and America's sweetheart Lori Laughlin. So. Oh no, timely. Yeah, it's actually a pretty great movie. It's one of those things keep going wrong. So he plays like a nerd in high school mm-hmm. who gets like tricked into or like as a mean joke, the um, prom queen who's played by Lori Laughlin t- decides that she'll go to the prom with him. But she ends up getting kidnapped by some thugs uh, as they get d- sidetracked on the way to the prom. And it's the whole movie is him trying to like find her and get her back. It's one of those 80s, everything's going wrong kind of movies. Sure, I like those. I'd probably check that out, especially now. I remember seeing it on HBO like years and years and years ago, but it was just such a stupid, ridiculous movie, and it's got some pretty funny stuff in there. I wonder if we own that. I'll have to check and see if we can order it because it's probably... It's hard to find. I'm sure it's it's out of print. But it's actually a pretty great like starter movie for Keanu. And he, again, looks exactly the same as he does now. Both of them do, actually. I would say after that, then, when I really loved him was when he was in that movie Parenthood, which was soon after Bill and Ted. You know, I don't know if I've ever watched What, Parenthood. with Steve Martin? Yeah. So in it, he's dating Diane Weist's daughter. I thought you were saying dating Diane No, Weist. no, no, he's dating her daughter, who's played by Martha Plimpton. Oh, the girl from Modern Family? Is she on Modern Family now? I have no idea. I don't well, watch that show. doesn't matter. Um, 
and then she like becomes pregnant and they're teenagers and it's complicated but he kind of is Ted but like <laughs> slowly moving away from it but it's a pretty similar character but that's a really good movie for I'm, sure I'm gonna have to check it out I've always heard good things about it. it's a Ron Howard movie so I'm sure that that's always works in its favor yeah and then two years after that he returned for the all-important Bill and Ted's bogus journey um, and then, like simultaneously at that time, he was really beginning to transition into an action star with the perfectly ridiculous. This the guy? Yeah. Okay. I know. This is where you tell me all about how locals rule and yuppie insects like me shouldn't be surfing the break and all that, right? <laughs> Point Break. I, I feel like that the, I was just gonna say I, I love feel it so like much. This is a movie you would love. Catherine Bigelow, Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze. Mm. His name is Johnny Utah. Well, I will say that it's impossible to not dig a character named Johnny Utah. I will give it that. Oh, and I'm even forgetting uh, Gary Busey is in that movie as well. So in case you oh God, not mo- Gary Busey. If you wanted more awesome, just all kinds of drug-addled early '90s Busey running all over this so, movie. So again, this film super based in reality. I feel like this film did well because such a likely story. After a string of bizarre bank robberies in Southern California, with um. The crooks, it's one of those, they're wearing the former president's masks. Always love that in a bank robbery movie. It's a great little look. Federal agent, Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Played by Keanu. He infiltrates this suspected gang, but they're not an ordinary group of robbers because they are surfers. (laughs) Led by the charismatic Bodie, played by Patrick Swayze. Full Swayze in this movie. Full Swayze, and they are just addicted to the rush of thievery. So... Utah's on the case, but when he falls in love with a female surfer who's close to the gang, it gets complicated. Jacob, tell the world why they should watch this movie. This is <laughs> one of the most underrated action movies of the early 90s. Wow, there it, it is. It is excellently directed by um, Catherine Bigelow, who goes on to be the first female to win Best Director, and mm-hmm. you can tell early on that she had the talent. Uh, Patrick Swayze is in his like in the peak of his career at this point, so yeah. like, his charisma is just off the screen. Keanu Reeves fits is just so ridiculous that he plays an FBI agent who was also like the number one quarterback in college football that had to stop playing because he hurt his shoulder. So he's sure, like, eh, every guy loves that role. Yeah, I stop. I got hurt in football, so I'll just go become an FBI <laughs> agent. No problem. <laughs> That's a good backup plan. And then there's uh, you didn't mention that his love interest was played by Lori Petty, who is actually really good in this movie. I'm I'm sorry that I did not have all the details. Yeah. I, I forget how important it is to you. But the action scenes are great. The story is the right amount of ridiculous and fun. Uh, it's that spe- special blend of early '90s right on the verge of being ultra-violent when it actually decides to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good action movie. I just love that movie. I haven't seen, I've seen it recently, actually. Like, it comes on TV, I'll just check it out and be like, hey. How did you feel about the remake? I hated it. The remake <laughs> changed everything about the movie that was good. It's like, now they're just extreme sports athletes. Like... I have only, I have not seen Point Break. I've seen clips, and but I have seen the ending. And the ending, I oh, just which one, the new one or the original? The original. Oh, and then you haven't seen the original. Oh, I feel like that's gonna have to be a show we're gonna Does have to do. It? It's also filled with a whole bunch of like surfer, quote unquote, surfer knowledge. I do enjoy surfing. I so. think they missed the opportunity if they were gonna remake this movie. To you could probably bring Keanu Reeves back, but if not, you should have definitely put Matthew McConaughey in the Patrick Swayze role. It's like one for one. Just totally, totally true. Oh. It's just interesting that that came out around the same time as Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which again 
an even more ridiculous premise. There's a Buffalo connection. William Sadler, who plays the Grim Reaper in that movie, is from Buffalo. Oh, yeah? So that's a fun little um, fact. Yeah, the Grim Reaper is a comedic foil in this movie. No, I'll go. Because the plot of Bill and Ted 2 is uh, this guy from the future who is trying to take over their idyllic, um, you know, our idyllic future scenario, sends two robot versions of Bill and Ted back in time to replace them and basically ensure that they never become the famous musicians that they are. And just taking their place. Not And they actually do kill them. Spoiler alert. So then the movie is about them trying to escape the afterlife to come back and save the princesses from the first movie. I gotta say, I do not have a great memory of this movie, but... It is great. There's aliens involved. There's, they go to heaven and hell in this movie. They're just... Totally Bill and Ted out the entire movie. There's it a is, whole generation of young people out there who are probably unfamiliar with this, so you probably owe it to your children I mean, to show them these films. As we're going through this, you're going to notice that like Keanu Reeves, every 10 years, he makes a big franchise, and then kind of starts ebbing off for a little while, and then he comes back with a huge franchise yeah. every decade. It's well, like sort of, I think he had yeah. a little break. But anyway, so then that happened, and I feel like this was an opportunity for him to kind of just start riding the action train after Point Break yeah. and, like, making that the character. But he was next, and the next big film was My Own Private Idaho. Gus Van Zandt movie. Back which then. was a super loose adaptation of Shakespeare's uh, Henry IV. So oh, man, it, it stars, really is, isn't it? Uh-huh, and it stars River Phoenix. He plays um, a gay hustler afflicted with narcolepsy. That's, I, that's I, a, I'm just reading what it is, that's Jacob. That's all I can do. And then Keanu Reeves' character is a rebellious son of a mayor. And together, the two of them travel from Portland to Idaho and finally to the coast of Italy in a quest to find the River Phoenix's character's estranged mother. Um, and along the way, like, it's a depressing film. Like, they turn tricks for money and drugs. Um, and then they end up attracting the attention of a wealthy uh, benefactor and all around terrible creep ball. So that's that film. That was a big, you know, move in a different direction for him. So I think he was probably really glad to be cast in that. And that yeah, was I, actually a, a pretty good film. It's a good movie. Um, you know, it's a little unfortunate that he got cast alongside River Phoenix because River Phoenix is so much better than him. River, an he and he shines a lot in that film, too. But, but I think it was a good move on him to try to... Because Bill and Ted, you could easily get typecast with that one. So the fact that he's trying to do something he's else. He's definitely trying to shake the Ted stigma. Yeah. Which, with a little more highbrow projects, which I think is a good move. Unfortunately, it never totally worked, but nobody really cares anymore. I feel like it's just like part of his filmography now that people are like, okay, that was just something that yeah. he did. I can see him doing it. Then he had some weird moves. Like he was an unlucky lawyer, lawyer who stumbles into a vampire cave. Of that's, course. That's a common thing that happened. So that was in 92 where he did Bram's uh, Stoker's Dracula. And then he played, this is such a, it's such a bad By the role. way, anytime Keanu Reeves has to do an accent, there is, well, oh, it's, it's going to be rough. He plays the evil Don John when Kenneth Branagh directed Much Ado About Nothing. Wow. Much I don't even, I honestly didn't even want to put a clip in because I wanted him to save face a little. Thou art going to <laughs> the... I am go Keon Denzel. It's I will be that king. whole movie is is not very good. He's supposed to be the bad guy. In but that hey, movie. he did. She did Shakespeare. So he you did. You tell me. I mean, an act. Tell me another actor out there who could do Point Break, and then Shakespeare. <gasps> yeah, I yeah. hear that, Keanu. Oh, indeed. Yeah, maybe stay away from the Shakespeare, Keanu. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe in the future, and then came big time a movie that was incredibly difficult to find a clip for that wasn't just weird loud crashing sounds but 
This day has been real disappointing, I don't mind saying. Why, because you didn't get to kill everyone? There will come a time, boy, when you'll wish you never met me. Mr. I'm already there. Speed. <laughs> yep, good old Speed. The true adrenaline masterpiece that made everyone including Sandra Bullock, from an interview I saw her in, Fall in Love with Keanu. And, oh, another great premise of a movie. Oh, my God, so I... I'm going with the, actually talking about these back-to-back. He just has, like, the best I mean, premises for movies, It's really he? true. He could rival Nicolas Cage. That They could have, like, a showdown. You see he has a jujitsu movie. We'll get into that. Okay. Not off air, off the show. So, in case you were asleep in the 90s, um, it's Los Angeles police officer Jack, played by Keanu Reeves, and Jack Travin, another great name. Jack Travin. Yep. Didn't even remember. And then there's a retired bomb squad member, um, played by Dennis Hopper, and they are trying to foil his attempt at taking hostages. They do. So in revenge for this, Dennis Hopper arms a bus with a bomb that will only explode if the speed of the bus goes below. 50 miles an hour. Only after it goes above 55. Oh, right. It's got to go above 55. On the bomb. And then below 50. I mean, because they had to have the real science in there. So then there's a passenger who ends up driving the bus, which is Sandra Bullock. And then uh, Jack and his partner, uh, Harry, played by Jeff Daniels, are trying to save the people on the bus before the bomb goes off. Although Dennis Hopper is watching them secretly. Wow. Speed is a, one of the great early 90s action movies. There's a lot of ridiculousness going in there. I did really love it. Although when I watch clips now, I'm like, it's kind of terrible. When they jump that bus. Oh, boy. Over the, like, I feel like that bus would immediately just go down yeah. into that. You hole. cannot jump a bus 25 you can, feet. You cannot. <laughs> it does not work. It was only going 70. <laughs> like, that is not how that works. But but that's what makes this movie so great. Like, yes, it cannot. Ha- you know, intellectually, none of this is even remotely possible but you're like you know what i'm gonna go with it i'm liking where this is going i'm liking dennis hopper chewing every little bit of scenery keanu yes. reeves is giving it his best he doesn't have to do much and he's doing his best with it he's sandra looks great in it you it's can true. see she loved him i mean obviously uh, he was adorable how could you not this was again, he, d- he looked really good keanu he, it one. was definitely hot he keanu. lifted a weight or two it's something he doesn't do a lot so then he was he was a uh, riding pretty high and then he got to Sneak in some other movies. I have a feeling that you really that you really love this one. You ready? You ready to hear him act the oh, heck out of something? Always. Lose! I don't lose! I win! I win! I'm a lawyer! That's my job! That's what I do! Is it just me, or can you tell he was hanging out with Al Pacino on that set? Oh, you mean because <laughs> they were just hamming it up this entire film? I think he's supposed to be from Alabama or Florida. This one is- it's, it's hard to keep your accent when you're yelling, Jacob. That's true. I have always have that problem. My Louisiana slips out every once in a while. So if you could not tell what that was from, that is from the movie Devil's Advocate, which is about aspiring Florida defense lawyer Kevin Lomack, played by our sweet Keanu, and he accepts a high-powered position at a New York law firm headed by legal shark uh, Al P- Mr. Al Pacino. And as Kevin moves up the firm's ranks, his wife, played by Charlize Theron. Lover. Holy cow, she looks good in that. She has several sort of weird, frightening, mystical experiences that begin to warp her sense of reality. Um, And then Kevin is kind of figuring out that his mentor is planning something far greater evil than simply winning lawsuits. He's got some shenanigans afoot, that's for sure. 
They really give it away in the title of the film. It does. <laughs> I actually watched this movie with somebody, and they did not realize that Al Pacino was the devil. Until, it's literally like, called the, the Devil's Advocate. Well, she didn't get it. She was oh, like, like he's just bad guy devil. Yeah, she not. was just like, oh, and then like he turns out to be the real devil, and they're like, wait, what's going on? And I'm like, what did you think was happening <laughs> for this entire movie? <laughs> yeah. Like there was some demonic stuff happening the entire time. Like it really had to freak you out if you thought this was just like a courtroom drama. This is kind of a funny movie. Piano's a little over the top in it. A little over the top? Well, Not sure. as much as Al Pacino is. Well, who, whoever is, though. Oh, well, I actually really like this movie, even though it is ridiculous. No, I it's definitely worth it. watching. It's definitely from the time period, too. Like, some movies just feel really stuck in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, there is definitely uh, a lot of, like, early or mid-late 90s stuff going on here, but it is just, it's so much fun, even though it's a yes. very depressing and a very dark movie. Yes. And it also shows that maybe Keanu, st- you know, you can dabble in the trying to act very well. He's a really good actor when he's a little quieter. Yeah. When he speaks less, his bo- like he's a good body actor. I'm gonna I would agree that. with that, right? yeah. He conveys emotion he's got better a- through his face than through his yeah. mouth. He'll stand there looking menacing and then he'll be like, what are you doing? Come on, let's go. But we love fight. him. It's not no diss to Keanu. Um, I, I know Kung Fu. And then his very successful decade was topped off by the pop culture phenomenon and mind-bending The Matrix. Candy? You already know if I'm going to take it? Wouldn't be much of an oracle if I didn't. But if you already know, how can I make a choice? Because you didn't come here to make the choice. You've already made it. You're here to try to understand why you made it. I mean, it's a whoa moment. That's a whoa movie. Absolutely. I I don't think people nowadays can understand, like, A, how big of a deal The Matrix was when it came out. Yeah. How incredible it looked. Still looks great. Yeah. And there was a time when people didn't know what The Matrix was. Like, this whole movie. It's a total cultural phenomenon, for sure. The movie was marketed around the idea that, like, nobody knows what this movie is even about. Yeah. All they showed in the trailers was the stuff from The Matrix. They didn't get into the reality stuff they never even hinted at it yeah totally i mean awesome film he was cast as neo which i think he would have always been known for like you said until eventual hitman movie came out years later we'll talk about that in a second yeah if will smith did not decide he did not want to do he wanted to do wild wild west instead Instead of of being neo i know that's crazy so uh keanu reeves neo he believes it's it's complicated but whatever the Lawrence fishburne character is morpheus and he's this elusive figure and he but he can answer this question that is in neo's head of what is the matrix and then neo's contacted by trinity who's played by carrie ann moss and she leads him into the underworld to meet morpheus and then there's a brutal battle you know just for their lives got hugo weaving running around exactly as a secret agent and there's battle between them and the whole thing is what is the matrix and what is the truth and what can that cost you um, that's The Matrix. It is a fantastic film with two completely unnecessary follow-up films. Absolutely unnecessary. <laughs> like if, you just, if you just watch the first movie, you can skip the other two because yeah. you don't need to see all that. And you probably have, but if not, I, that movie holds up. I could actually go for watching that. Yeah, I haven't I seen it I, in a while. I, yeah, I haven't I, either. There's still great everything about that movie. The action scenes are great. The premise is cool. The yeah. effects, like I said, still look somehow look great 20 years later. Like. Yeah, definitely. And while this film, I think, should have absolutely just catapulted Reeves into like new heights of stardom, and this should have been like it, and then he was everywhere, it kind of instead marked the end of one era 
and then the beginning of a mostly disappointing 15-year run consisting of critical and financial disappointments. Yeah, he did a lot of trash in this year. That's what this is like when, like, I mean, it was like a 15-year drought. The only movie in that time period that I actually really liked um, was that film Scanner Darkly. Oh, with That's Robert Downey Jr., right? I remember that one. Robert Downey Jr., is he one of the characters in yeah. it? It's the one where they use the rotoscoping. Yeah, with uh, the, the Philip K. Dick movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, it's, it's made, it's rotoscoping is an animation technique that where animators trace over motion picture footage frame by frame to kind of produce a realistic action animation. Um, but that's a crazy film based on a sci-fi book. So I liked that. But otherwise, what was happening? Yeah, I liked a couple of the movies. Like, I liked The Replacements. Uh, sure, I that mean, that's a sports that right. movie. You Con- love those. Yeah, Constantine was fun, even though he's playing a blonde British magician. The like, word, you lost me a blonde. That yeah, is That was horrifying. a whole, I didn't want to get into that whole nonsense that was up there. He was in Something's Gotta Give with uh, Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson. But other than that, yeah, there's a lot of terrible, terrible movies. So he was kind of gone, and then of John course. Wick happened. Out of nowhere. Nobody was expecting that movie Absolutely not. A movie that came out style, grace, and elegance, even though it's epically violent, it's somehow like elegant violence, and it really uh, rewrote the rule for modern action. Yeah, it's just such a great action movie and like such a simple premise that everybody got behind. And it was really great because I feel like after the Bourne movies came out, like action films were just tired and stale. Like yeah. all that, like the Main Street stuff mostly. Like there was some like indie stuff that was coming out, but you had like a Good Day to Die Hard yeah. and White House Down and all of these like super half baked efforts, it's which a lot made of, John Wick even better. Yeah, it's like a lot of like CGI Superman or just stupid premised action films that just have no, like nobody cared. They were just kind of the same thing, cookie cutter. Yeah. And then John Wick comes out with the idea that the guy, they gangsters kill his dog. They don't, and they steal his car. They mm. don't know that they just basically unleashed a remorseless killing yeah. machine. The number one <laughs> so, hitman in the entire world is now after them for a premise. Everybody's like, kill them all, take and them all out. The idea that so the director uh, Chad Stileski was Keanu's stunt double in The Matrix, and then kind of like learned so much as being a stunt double and being on sets that he was like, I know what these action films should look like, and he kind of borrowed from. So John Woo created this whole new idea of gunfu which is literally mm-hmm. the coolest word in the whole world. Um, in his 1986 cult classic Hong Kong thriller, A Better Tomorrow, which is a combination of gunplay and kung fu, but it's like really close quarters uh, shooting incorporated with martial arts. And it's just like, it kind of looks like a like a ballet performance. Like it's like the most artsy fighting. And it created like a whole um, subgenre too of, you know, the character that has honor and integrity but is out there seeking revenge. Oh yeah, we have, we'll do a whole episode on those one day. Those Hong Kong action movies are great. Oh my god, those are like, crazy. Yeah, but between yeah, totally that John Wick. And, that and Hard Boiled, it like leads directly to John Wick, and like like we did, everybody just fell in love with that movie so much. Like just the action and the fight scenes are so fun. It was such a rant. It was like that was like the dollar fifty shows for me. Like Andrew and I were like, oh, there's nothing to do tonight. We'll go to the cheapies. I'm like, I don't know. We can probably laugh at this movie, and we were just like. Oh, this is awesome like every scene is amazing yeah i didn't expect anything i heard that i just heard people say like hey this movie's pretty cool go check it out and then i saw it i'm like this is great i love john wick so much john wick 2 i was a little disappointed but i think only because john wick the first one like 
exploded my brain and that if the second one had come out first do you know what i mean it would have yeah. been great i second, was just a little disappointed i wasn't as much in the second movie but the action scenes in that one are still great and this third movie looks just bonkers like, it looks like it nuts. has all the things that made it good and like for authenticity they had keanu on camera was so on camera so much and they wanted that to look real so they had him doing his own stunts so before the first film he trained for four months eight hours a day you know what? It showed. On his fighting. Oh, it, it absolutely did because then it has such free-flowing fighting. The cinematography in the John Wick movies are great. The coloring. Like, I love the different hues. The way they use that sound, are used. And sound and music. Like, the way they use that in there. All of it. Uh, in the video game realm, like, he's, like, an iconic character. Like, now, if you, like, headshot somebody in, like, Call of Duty or something, you just... You just say you just John Wicked him because everybody knows exactly. Oh, what that's you mean. the move. It's just like oh. Or if you or if you use a pencil. Yeah, or, or a pencil. <laughs> you just walk around to saying like headshot, 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 <laughs> like you're pulling the John Wick, everybody. I mean that's it. And now I'd say like the whole vengeance and well done violence are like super in for films like the Atomic Blonde, Deadpool two. Um, that's like the way that it's going. And yeah, like they all just kind of ripped Peppermint, off the Proud Mary. Those were like films where they're doing the vengeance for women as well. So this is a whole new. I mean. My God, Ted Theodore Logan <laughs> became <laughs> the biggest, one of the biggest action stars in like people just buy it. They look at Keanu Reeves and like, yeah, that guy, he's an action star for sure. It's awesome. Buy I love it 100%. It. Like what? Oh no. How does that even work? I could talk about Keanu more, but I think it's time for you to do plugs and bring I us out of is. here. Uh, so everything that you hear on All Booked Up is going to be available at your local library. Except have, maybe that one weird Keanu film. Uh, the one we'll we look for that. And John Wick 3. You might have to wait a couple of months <laughs> yeah. on that. Um, but we have 37 branches all throughout Erie County, including a bookmobile. So just stop by any of them. Uh, you can do the little whoa and the person behind the desk will know exactly what you want. Yeah, that's all you, that's all you have. Direct you to our Keanu section. What? Um, but and yeah, and if we Keanu. don't have something, just request it. We'll have it sent to you right away. It's beautiful. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at AllBookedUpPod. And we'll talk about Keanu things. I'm going to post some pictures of him. That is our, our Twitter is exploding in popularity. We're getting tweets I, from Buffalo News I people. I love all over the place. So Jacob says, okay, a couple little extra facts about Keanu Reeves. You ready? I am more than ready. Did you know that he loves ballroom dancing? Nope. What a man. Found that out now. That's, that's <laughs> that, pretty awesome. That's awesome. Also, when he did um, the movie The Replacements, he took a 90% pay cut on his salary just so that they could cast Gene Hackman. You and know what? Worth it. Totally worth it. And then deferred $2 million of his salary so that Al Pacino could be cast in The Devil's Advocate. I mean, Such a good guy. No, He knows what's best for business. That's what Keanu. We love you, Keanu. And then one of my favorite things is that he has his own meme. Oh, yes, he does. So sad Keanu. So back in 2010, a picture was taken of this poor dude by a paparazzo where he is eating a sandwich on a park bench. And he looks a little downcast in the picture. And like this image took social media by storm. So you have probably seen it. Uh, it's just him looking sad. It was shared a million times with a million different people in it. And then they actually created a cheer Keanu update, which was officially June 15th, 2010, where more than 14,000 people joined a Facebook group committed to that day to cheering Keanu up. So they sent him letters and emails and gifts and any other niceties that they could. That is awesome. See, I think he ended up really hating it because he was like, I wasn't sad. I was like eating a sandwich, but still. He does look really sad in that I photo. Know, he <laughs> looks so, so depressed. He's like, like oh, I love that meme so much. Why did I pick tuna? <laughs> <laughs> Should have gone with something better. All right. So that is our show. Thanks so much for listening. And we will catch you next time. Bye.